Hey, 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 Change Navigators. Tracy Winchell here. This is episode 15 of The Change Journals. And normally when you get a Change Journals episode, we're going to talk with someone about their journaling technique as a means for navigating change. Or sometimes I'll just hop on and share a success or failure (laughs) or an insight into change navigation. Uh, But in this case... I've got a special guest. His name is Rex Nelson. He is senior editor and columnist of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, which is among the nation's last statewide newspapers. We're going to talk with Rex about how the Democrat Gazette is reshaping uh, the business model of print journalism and how the whole world is watching whether or not this experiment works. Because as you may know, most print journalists are slashing budgets by by slashing payroll uh, in the newsroom. And in this case, Walter Hussman is investing $12 million in iPads in order to reshape the delivery method and create efficiencies there while not slashing payroll in newsrooms because Mr. Hussman believes that it's important to have a journalist at local meetings, public meetings, city council meetings, school board meetings, county meetings, and the like. And I do too. So in this episode, Rex Nelson and I are going to talk about the changing climate in journalism, uh, the perception plus the business model. So like, is fake news real? What about the 24-hour news cycles? And Plus, actually, we opened the episode reminiscing about where Rex and I were 27 years ago this week as this episode drops. Rex and I were at the 1992 Republican National Convention from August 17th through 20th in the Astrodome, and uh, we talk a little bit about how hot it was and uh, just kind of the plight of of how we we each kind of had some challenges uh, as part of that Republican National Convention. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Rex Nelson. I hope you enjoy it. Rex, thanks for hanging out with me today. It's It's a hot day in Arkansas, which reminds me of... August 17th through 20th, 1992, when I hung out with you a lot in the Astrodome <laughs> at the Republican National Convention. It was hot down there, wasn't it? Oh, it was awful. And I remember that the buses that we would take uh, take in would let us off at exactly the opposite side of the Astrodome <laughs> as where the media entrance was. We'd have to walk and... <laughs> You know, we realize how far technology has come. You know, those old portable computers were awfully large that we newspaper people carried (laughs) back in those days. Okay, so I can top that story because because 4029 was too cheap to uh, buy (laughs) a a seat at the table. And you know exactly where I'm going with this. We We couldn't park our satellite truck with with the other live trucks and Mm. we ended up in a kmart parking lot right right next to the mounted patrols man that was a smell (laughs) so you got to smell horses in that hot weather then (laughs) oh it was the byproduct of horses (laughs) yeah the horses byproduct exactly that's where i'm going it was awesome and then (laughs) One more reminiscent, and then we'll kind of do what we were doing. 
I got into trouble because the the press passes I noticed uh, the access passes said mm-hmm. Weldon Williams and Lick on them, and I said something about that live, and yes, those guys didn't much like that I promoted the fact that a Fort Smith company printed all of the press passes for the RNC. Mm. Mm. So I got in trouble. You know, you know, I did once uh, after touring them, and I don't think they really wanted the column. I did a column on it because it's fascinating. But, you know, they do so much work that's really secret work. They, they don't want publicity, as you well know. I know. And, and I don't think they liked the fact that I had put in a column that they were printing all of the Olympic tickets tickets and passes yes. they do the super bowl yes. i mean those things are worth millions and millions of dollars so they it's as you know a very high security place right in the middle of fort smith arkansas i know it's fascinating well we could reminisce all day long about uh, the republican national convention and all other sorts of arkansas politics but i asked you to be on today because your current role is senior editor and columnist at the Democrat Gazette. And I get asked pretty often what I think of the state of media in our country. And I had a seven-year stint as a broadcast journalist. I think I was pretty Mm -hmm. good. But Mm -hmm. you've been in and out of this stuff for a long time. And we're in the midst of what we all know of as, as a really critical time in, in in our nation, really, and in journalism as a whole, you're in the process with Walter Hussman of rebooting print journalism's business model in a way that doesn't involve payroll slashes, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Tell, exactly. Tell Which me. Is just- Unheard of in the newspaper business these days. Well, walk walk us through that. Well, you know, one of the reasons I came back to full-time journalism, I'd been gone for 21 years, Tracy. I I, uh, I left the Democrat Gazette as its political editor, which would have been the position I was in during that 92 convention you referenced. But I left in 1996 to join the staff of Mike Huckabee the day he took uh, became governor mm-hmm. July 15th of 96. I thought it would be a short stint in government. It ended up being 13 years. So be careful what you wish for. <laughs> I, I spent more than nine years in the governor's office. And then I spent four years in the administration of George W. Bush. So worked at both the state and the federal level for about 13 years, then went over into the private sector. Now I started freelancing a column for the paper again, but I didn't return to full-time journalism until June of 2017. And one reason I did so, frankly, is because Walter Hussman is truly publishing the last real statewide newspaper in America, a Mm. newspaper that tries to cover every county of a state. And nobody else is able to do that anymore. And uh, I wanted to help him. I mean, it was my home state. Uh, It was uh, a place I had worked for many years before. And I thought, well... This is where I started my career, right out of college at the old Arkansas Democrat. I guess I'll end my career with Walter Husman again in the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. And so now we've got this audacious experiment going on, and um, 
we'll all see whether it works or not in the years ahead. Yeah. So how how does this work? I, I first learned of kind of what was happening when relatives from more rural areas of, of Arkansas would explain to us about the new process and how someone from the Democrat Gazette was coming to see them, give them an iPad and teach them how to use it. So walk me through what's happening here. Here's, here's what's going to happen. Um, and, and this, you know, uh, we, we will adjust on the fly so there could be other changes, but for now, the Arkansas Democrat Gazette that is printed in Little Rock covers 63 of the 75 counties of the state. The Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette covers the other 12 counties in West and Northwest Arkansas. Now, for now, that edition will continue to publish a newspaper on paper seven days a week. However, in the other 63 counties, including the state's largest county population-wise, Pulaski County, by the end of the year, the Democrat Gazette is set to only publish a paper on paper on Sunday, but it will have a full replica edition. It'll be digital. It'll look just like the paper, and you'll go page to page because a lot of people like that layout, but it's going to be online. So what we have done is we are telling subscribers, if you keep your subscription, we will give you an iPad. And it's not a cheap iPad. It's a good one. Uh, we will give you an iPad as long as you keep your subscription to the Democrat Gazette. That is yours. Now, if you cancel, you have to give it back to us. But as long as you keep your subscription, it's yours. You can use it for other things, for all the things that an iPad does. But you can also read that paper digitally every morning. The publisher has invested already $12 million just in iPads wow. alone. So like I said, it's a it's an audacious experiment, and we'll, we'll all see together whether it'll work or not. So you're basically shifting expenses and overhead from ink and paper and the cost of printing presses and mm -hmm. delivery systems to a digital infrastructure. Right. Here's, here's what most newspapers are doing in the country. What they're doing is they're pulling back. You know, you used to get a Dallas Morning News, for instance, in about half of Texas. Now they've pulled back pretty much to the metro counties, Dallas, Fort Worth, surrounding counties there. That's what most newspapers are doing. They're pulling back to a metro area. They're slashing their staff. What Walter Huntsman said is, I don't want to publish that kind of newspaper. I could do a, a little rock paper with a small staff and probably make money. But I want to continue to be a statewide paper. We're a state of only 3 million people. A statewide paper can unite us, unlike few other things can. And so he says, I want to continue to cover news, sports, and business in all 75 counties. And I want to keep a sizable news staff that can do that. Between the staff here in Little Rock and the staff we have in northwest Arkansas, we have about 170 newsroom employees right now. Now, to put that in perspective for you, Tracy, the Denver Post has about 65 newsroom employees right wow. now that they're down to. So we have almost three times as many newsroom employees 
at the Arkansas Democrat Gazette than the Denver Post has. Wow. You know, in, and in Fort Smith, there are so few employees at the Times Record that they all work from home, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, a- absolutely. And, uh, of course, it is, it is a gatehouse paper. That's one of the big corporations that have really slashed and burned, if you will. They yeah. have now bought Gannett. That's crazy. Uh, so- That'll they, be the biggest newspaper sw- chain in America. But they it, it's swallowed owned by, up Gannett. Yeah, yeah, but it but it's owned by you know it, it's owned by basically a hedge fund, and so they do what they do in other industries, and that is that they they cut costs as much as they can. And again, we're owned by an Arkansan, a guy who lives right. here in Little Rock, Walter Usman. Right. And as he says, he doesn't he doesn't want to put out that kind of paper in his home state. So we have a very different operating model than most newspapers our size or larger in the country. So the idea is to maintain the human element of journalism, which is the backbone of journalism really. It is objective reporting. And, and when we talk about mm-hmm. journalism, you and I have a different idea of what journalism is versus what it sort of is trying to become in 2019, right? Like- oh, yeah, yeah. We still keep a wall here between the opinion side and the news side. The vast majority of our employees are on the news side because I'm a columnist. I'm considered on the, on the opinion side. I'm over here in a separate office. Uh, one of our uh, editors is on one side of me. One of our editors is on the other side of me. The editorial page editor that writes the unsigned editorials is two offices down. But we're a little small uh, group that kind of reports uh, directly to the publisher uh, and then the other people on the news side that we really don't deal with uh, report to the managing editor. So here, at least, uh, there's there's no chance of mixing opinion and news. When you're looking at the news column, you know you're getting straight news. When you get over to the editorial page or the op-ed page, which we call voices, you know you're getting opinion. It's clearly labeled, and you don't have to figure out what's news and what's opinion. Too many other media outlets now, you're not sure anymore what's news and what's opinion. Yeah, and, and, and the scary thing is is that we're used to that, and we pretty often as news consumers don't even know the difference between the two we've mm-hmm. we wouldn't know it if we saw it yeah exactly exactly which is kind of a, kind of a scary point that we're at right now uh, and and I, I do think that there are still enough people out there who really have a real need for, and they want to know local news. So those newspapers that survive are going to be hyper-local. Those television local newscasts that do best, those radio 
local newscasts, which as you know are increasingly r- rare, uh, yeah. that do best are are going to be those that are that are hyper local. So, you know, we've we've got wire services. We've got a you can get a full news reporter here. We've got good national coverage and international coverage. But our our focus is Arkansas. Uh, I mean, what most of this staff is doing is writing or editing news or taking photos that are that are about what's going on in the seventy five counties of Arkansas. And that's that's such a big job and it is it is journalism is intensive and it's really about relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Like that it is. The, that it is. Your relationships help you uncover where you need to dig and where you need to uncover corruption, right? Oh, absolutely they do. I you know, as the newspaper business falls off around the country, I, I just really, and I can't overstate this enough, I, I, I think it's a scary time for democracy. Because, yes. you know, there, there's a reason uh, in this country that we carved out in our Constitution freedom of the press. These these are the watchdogs. And, uh, uh, you know, that is traditionally most of that kind of investigative reporting you're talking about uh, – uh, and as you talked about, you spent years in television, and you do a good job. But it's not television, it's not radio that's at every school board meeting, that's at every city council meeting, that's at water and sewer commission meetings. That traditionally is newspapers. The, the electronic folks would just parachute in when there sure. was a big story. But you need that watchdog there for every meeting. Yes. And now we're suddenly getting a lot around this country, uh, and I know you've read about this term, what we call news deserts, where there's nobody covering yes. those governmental bodies. And I, I think that's a very dangerous thing yes. to have news deserts. I agree. 100%. And and as a broadcast journalist, I'm nodding my head. Uh, and and it, when when you talk about the difference between print and broadcast, because you're exactly right. It, and and sp- having spent 12 years in, in local government, it's easy to see how a corrupt city council or a corrupt city government, local government, county government, uh, whatever the case may be, even a school board, might be able to pull something over on the public if there's not an objective watchdog in the room. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Uh, I mean, who, who, who is out there in that crowd that is really trained to say, excuse me, I object, you cannot legally go into executive session to do X or Y that you're trying to do. You're breaking the law. I mean, who's who's going to do that if there's not a newspaper reporter there to do that? Yeah. And unfortunately, so many newspaper reporters who are getting paid poorly to do things mother told you never to do um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> are... are it's, it's a tough business. They're, they're being labeled as the enemy it was Mm -hmm. hard enough to do without that target Mm -hmm. that's a horrible word to use especially in light of um dayton and el paso this past week as we're recording this but it's it's double scary when you realize that um lives are in danger just by just by showing up man Mm-hmm. 
Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, you know, there's just, we, we've got to find a way, uh, you know, uh, that the, for the newspaper business to survive. And, and, you know, we think it's probably, probably a digital future. And we just hope that people are willing to pay what they pay to get that paper on paper now for a, for a digital edition yeah. of the paper. So we don't have to cut new staff. So again, we right. can continue to cover an entire state. What do you, what is the Democrat Gazette encourage journalists to, to conduct themselves? Um, just, Every single day, uh, on on social media, out in public, with with just this rage and this anger about politics and journalism, what what kind well, of teaching and training is there and encouragement? I mean, we want people to be we want people to be professionals, and uh, you know, we have. Uh, uh, and this is more a sign of the decline of the newspaper business nationwide because so many papers have cut staffs, not hiring and so forth, whereas we still have, like I said, about 170,000 people, 170, 170 people uh, between the two additions. Uh, with that size staff, we, we've become kind of a good place to come to work, and we're attracting a lot of really talented people from outside of Arkansas who want to work at the Arkansas Democratic Gazette. So they're already real pretty well trained. Uh, they're already pretty sharp when they come here, and uh, they, they know that we expect them to act as professionals uh, at all times because they're representing not only this business, but an entity. And that entity is uh, American journalism, which, as you noted, is an entity under attack like rarely before in the history of our country right now. Define professional for uh, our our listeners who may not be familiar with journalism as a practice, especially the way it was practiced back in the old days. Yeah, well, you don't you don't enter your opinion if you're on the news side into it. Uh, I mean, you write well, you write clearly, you keep your opinion out of it. Uh, you treat sources with respect. I mean, same other things. Same as a professional in other businesses. You you know you you dress decently. You're you're clean. You uh, you return people's calls. Uh, uh, all of that, uh, we we expect all of that. This this is not something like a lawyer or a doctor uh, that requires uh, extra schooling and a and a license. Uh, anybody can anybody can speak out in the country with a free press. But hopefully, again, at some point, there's going to be a backlash to all of these sites that are just totally unprofessional that mix news and opinion. And hopefully at that point, people come back to what are trusted news brands. And I like to think in this state, Arkansas Democrat Gazette is the most trusted news brand. They know they're going to get it straight here. And uh, maybe at some point they will have had enough of some of this other <laughs> other stuff. And they, they return to their trusted brands that they grew up with. Hmm. What would you say to someone who uh, who – is angry about uh, the no kidding 
the, the term fake news, uh, it it's, means different things to different people, right? But there there is this element of news where it's not about news and it's about attacking the other side and dehumanizing the other side. What would you say to someone who's exhausted with that? I would say, um, I would say, uh, kind of what I've seen, seen you saying some, and that (laughs) is, uh, I gave a whole speech at the little rock library about one of their part of their lecture series about a year ago on this very subject. And that is turn off the dang TV, uh, turn off, turn off the internet, uh, put up the social media, you know, why don't you, uh, why don't you try reading a book again? Uh, why don't you put some classical music or some jazz on, uh, try reading a book, uh, uh, brew you a glass of hot tea or something stronger if you want to, uh, <laughs> uh, in the morning, rather than having cable news blaring, try reading an actual newspaper in the morning, uh, you know, I think you'd find you were much happier and much better informed. Uh, what we have developed in this country is I call them a, this whole class of political hobbyists. And here's what I mean by that. I say hobbyists because these are people that, you know, 30 years ago, they would have been going home after work and maybe working in the garden and growing some of these great Arkansas tomatoes and peaches that we have this time of year. Now so many of them are going home and watching hours of MSNBC if they're on the left or Fox News if they're on the right. And then they're on their phones, uh, on websites, and they're just agitated. Their blood pressure is up. Uh, you know, I, I've become pretty honest with myself in my old age. and uh, You know, my, I, there's not much I can do about who the president of the United States is. And frankly, we we pay give give some of that too much attention. My my life's about the same uh, personally under Donald Trump as it was under Obama. Now, I have feelings about that, but I made a conscious decision. I don't write about national politics, yeah. and that's not something that was dictated to me. That was a decision I made, but all of my columns are about Arkansas. I, I figure there are people in Washington where I lived and wrote for four years, by the way, in the 80s. So, yeah, I've, I've got a background in national politics. I worked in a presidential administration. Before that, I was a newspaper correspondent on Capitol Hill. So I could write about it, but I live in Little Rock now. I'm going to write about Arkansas. I'm going to write about what I know. On top of that, it's more fun than writing about national politics. It's a lot less stressful, and it's hopefully giving readers something they can't get anywhere else. Yes, and I, I, I love following your Facebook feed, and... um you're you're constantly sharing the great things about Arkansas, and um, you know that's that's sort of been a passion project of yours for a long time, and and it's oh, just yeah. right, so much right fun. before. Yeah, right before we started this, I I just finished a column on far southeast Arkansas, little communities of Montrose, Jerome, Dermont, along the Bow Bartholomew. Now, I could have written a column about President Trump, but there are thousands of people writing columns about uh, President Trump. I can almost promise you there's nobody writing a column today about the Bow Bartholomew <laughs> and Montrose and Dermont, Arkansas. So. And places to that's, that's eat. That's a lot more fun for me out, out yeah. of here kind of carving my own niche. Places to eat and the economy, and there's just so much 
to celebrate. And and the other side of, of, of your Facebook feed is that even though you're one of the nicest humans on the planet, you, you're also quick to very professionally hold people accountable for the st- for the sake of, of Arkansans and for our nation. And I just love well, the way you handle that. Well, thank you. I mean, public officials have an obligation. And, I, you know, I can't stand public corruption. I can't stand uh, hypocrisy. So, uh, yeah, I will, I will point out, you know, what I consider corruption and hypocrisy out there when I see it. Yeah. Well, before I let you go, uh, I'd just like to give you the opportunity to invite our listeners into your columns and the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. How would someone make a first step toward learning more about you or even subscribing to the paper? Well, they could go to our website and all that information is there. And, uh, like I said, uh, you know, if they're in one of those 12 counties where we're still pr- going to be printing seven a, seven a week, at least for now, I mean, that's almost going to be kind of a test sample. They'll still get the paper, but you got st- full digital access, too, for the same price. And so uh, or if you're in one of the other counties, now's a good time to get on board because you can get the free iPad that way. And, and you're still going to get a printed paper every Sunday, but you're going to have the replica every morning. Uh, and you're going to have as much reporting, probably more than you've ever had about Arkansas. So it's, it's a good time to get on board. I'm, I'm optimistic about our state. I think we're going to grow as a state, uh, going forward. And, uh, hopefully the Democrat Gazette, uh, is around for many, many years to do so. And, uh, you know, I, um, I, I don't have 30 years left of, uh, writing in me, but uh, hopefully I've got a good 15 or so. Still, so I hope so. Yeah, so I'm going to be out there, you know, out there traveling the back roads of Arkansas and hopefully finding some stories that nobody else is finding out there that Arkansans will find interesting. Well, I think I think there's something to be said for subscribing to the Washington Post or the New York Times or both, maybe even the LA Times, but there's also something to be said for subscribing to middle America, especially when um, you guys are are cranking out journalism the way you've just described it. Opinion is one thing, the news is the other, and there is a balance between Republican, Democrat, liberal, conservative, and holding public officials accountable. I believe that is the key to surviving and thriving in the United States of America moving forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like I said, there's, if we're not out there covering it, there's a lot of things that are going to go uncovered for, so for if nothing else, but the sake of democracy here in Arkansas, hope, hope that we are still around and strong for a long time to come. Amen. Anything else, my brother? No, wonderful stuff. Thank you. Sure. Thanks, Rex. Talk to you soon. Appreciate it, Tracy. I really enjoyed it. What a fascinating conversation. I hope you enjoyed it, too. And I want to offer you just a, a quick challenge. I've, I've got a link 
to one of Rex's most recent columns in the show notes. I want to encourage you to, to read it and see what you think. And then I'd like to challenge you, if you don't subscribe to a local, state, or one of the national-type newspapers, consider consider investing in print journalism. Seriously. And where do you find the time to do it? Well, uh, much to the chagrin of some of my friends who work at CNN, uh, I'm going to encourage you to turn off the 24-hour networks and invest in a newspaper either in the morning or in the evening, just skim the headlines, check out the columns, and uh, re-familiarize yourself with your local, state, regional, or national newspaper. There's a link in the show notes. And are you navigating change? I've got some cool stuff for you. Hit me up, rebootspodcast.com forward slash change. There's a link to that also in the show notes. We'd love to have you subscribe to the Reboots Podcast and join our newsletter. Hey, we'll see you next time. I'm Tracy Winchell.